We are always grateful when we can focus our attention on God's Word. We're glad to have you with us for this episode as we continue our studies in the book of Philippians. Have your Bible open to Philippians chapter 3. In a moment, we'll read from verse 1, Philippians chapter 3. What we have studied in chapter 1 and chapter 2 has been pretty straightforward, easy to see the main points, and the text contains practical lessons for us in a very troubled time. Paul was not in the best of circumstances. His earthly future did not look promising, but the message he proclaimed and the life he lived was extremely promising. So he repeatedly told the Christians in Philippi to rejoice to follow the attitude of Christ, hold fast to the word of life, and be grateful for men like Timothy and Epaphroditus. Straightforward, easy to read and study, and encouraging. The next part is a little more difficult, but if we'll take our time and concentrate, we can understand and apply this next part in Philippians chapter 3. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for dogs. Look out for evil workers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. We are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews as to the law, a Pharisee as to zeal, a persecutor of the church as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Philippians 3, verses 1 through 11. This was written by the Apostle Paul, judged by earthly standards of environment and justice and comfort, Paul has not had what people would call a joyful life or a good life. He has been run out of cities, beaten, illegally arrested, 
held against his will, imprisoned and facing death. But here again, what did Paul write? Rejoice in the Lord. Let me take a moment here to make an important distinction. Earthly happiness and spiritual joy, two different things. Earthly happiness depends upon circumstances and is temporary, earthbound. Spiritual joy does not depend upon circumstances and is permanent as long as we abide in Christ. Most people would find no reason to express any joy, however qualified, being unjustly imprisoned. Prison or house arrest awaiting trial is not a condition that creates joy. And in the ordinary events of earth, the common person would not rejoice in prison. Paul was no common person. Paul was no ordinary person who was earthbound in all of his thinking, but one who was abiding in Christ. That means he believed in Christ. He was engaged in obedience to Christ. His sins were forgiven because of the death of Christ. He was preaching Christ and wanted to be with Christ. Therefore, abiding in Christ enabled him to almost ignore his present circumstance and fix his hope on Christ, and thus be able to say to his friends, Rejoice in the Lord. Now you can have that same joy. I can have this same joy, even during a stay-at-home order in a pandemic. Just abide in Christ, and you can have a state of mind like this, that does not depend upon your present circumstances and is not earthbound, but is heavenly directed. That's how chapter 3 begins. Then Paul says something very simple. For to me to write the same things to you is no trouble to me, and it is safe for you. If you have the New International Version, it is written in this way. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is safe for you. I have a translation I sometimes refer to called the New Testament in plain English. In that translation, Paul says, it doesn't bother me to write the same things to you again, but it's safe for you. The Phillips translation, it doesn't bore me to repeat a piece of advice I've already given. Well, the sense of this is apparent. Paul did not see any problem in repeating something he had taught before. In this case, to write something he perhaps had written before, spoken before. And this tells us something important we can mark down right here at this point. There is value in repetition. Or you could use the word review. It is necessary for our minds to be refreshed from the word of God with truth we've heard before. I'll say again. It is necessary for our minds to be refreshed from the word of God with truth we've heard 
before. I just had to refresh my throat with water. I have refreshed my throat with before. You know, God has revealed a fixed body of instruction for us in the New Testament. It is not subject to revision. Men have no authority to change it. It is not fluid. It was, as Jude said, once for all delivered to the saints. So don't get caught up in the desire for something different from what God has said. And understand well, we need to hear the teachings of the apostles over and over again, lest we forget it and depart from it. It is for our spiritual safety to hear the same message over and over again. If nothing is to be added to it, and we are to be exposed to this message on a regular basis, there will be lots of review. That's good for us. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Lessons for us today, right here in Philippians 3. Rejoice in the Lord. Do not be earthbound in your thinking, but heavenly directed, and we should welcome a review of things we've already heard. These teachings of Paul can well guide us into better living. In verse 2, Paul brings up something serious. It is a warning. He says, watch out for dogs. Those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. Now, we can identify this warning with something everybody's familiar with. You approach a house or a yard and you see this warning, beware of dog or dogs. And as soon as you see this sign, what do you do? You may stop right where you are. You may leave. You may go the other way. If you proceed, you do so cautiously because what occupies your mind is danger, harm, pain. Paul is telling his friends in Philippi, there are men who are a danger to your faith. There are men who are spiritually harmful. There were men back then who were not preaching the truth, though that was their claim. There were men who looked like sheep, but inside they were like hungry wolves. There were men who would gain an entrance into Christians and then tear them up. There were men who advanced a religious system that was based on Jewish ritual and circumcision, not based on Christ. Part of Paul's duty in teaching people how to live was to point out the dangers. And he does that here using an arresting kind of language that would cause you to pay attention and proceed with caution. Beware of dogs. Now, Lots of people today don't want to take this kind of language seriously. 
There, there is a modern spirit of religion that is more emotional and ecumenical than scriptural. People want to accept everybody regardless of what they teach or practice in religion, unity at all costs. Never for long entertaining the idea that there are false teachers. There is false religion. Unscriptural practices are a reality in the world today. We must not be influenced by that modern spirit, but rather by the spirit of Christ, who said himself in Matthew 7, 15, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. John said, test the spirits and the Bereans searched the scriptures daily to make sure they were hearing the truth. Let's take Paul's warning seriously today and beware of dogs. Rejoice in the Lord. Consider repetition to be for your good, but beware of dogs. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me, and is safe for you, look out for dogs. Look out for evil workers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. These concepts are all together here for us in this passage. I want us to consider it, rejoice, review, and look out. Let me just take up verse 3 for a moment, and then I'll need to include verse 3 when I move ahead. Verse 3, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. I need to tell you about a group of powerful men back in the time of Paul who were called Judaizers. We need to go into some New Testament time history here. These were men who, in some cases, came into the church, but not wholeheartedly embracing Christ, still holding to the Jewish religion, especially the ritual of circumcision. These men became the principal agitators who stirred up trouble, and uh, really played a role in getting Paul in prison. Their doctrine was to hold tightly to the old ways of Judaism and then to intimidate and agitate. These operatives were guilty of the very attitudes Paul condemned back in chapter 2, selfish ambition and rivalry. These men took pride in their claimed compliance with the old rituals of Judaism like circumcision. And they were extremely arrogant and overpowering in their boasting. They might say something like, we are the ones. We are the ones who are really worshipers of God. In verse 3, I want you to look at verse 3. In verse 3 of Philippians 3, Paul asked the Philippian Christians to consider the ones who are really true worshipers of God are those in Christ. 
Not those who brag about their fleshly rituals. No, we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Christians have reason for confidence based on their relationship with Christ and their worship according to what the Spirit has revealed. Uh, regarding this, a good reference passage would be Romans 2, 28 and 29. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart, by the Spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. Are you with me? What is important today is not the old rituals, but the new relationship we can have with God through Jesus Christ. Now, We've only covered the first little part of Philippians chapter 3. Next time, we'll move from verse 3 down on toward verse 11. But I have some wrap-up I want to present before I conclude. It is necessary for our minds to be refreshed from the Word of God with truth we've heard before. I just use some water and I have to have it periodically. I have to refresh myself, hydrate myself with water. I have to do that repeatedly. Much of what we do in Bible class settings is to review, refresh our minds with the Word of God. Be on the alert for something presented under the banner of new, different, recent discovery. Always anxious to dig back in and learn what we may have missed before and review what we've already studied, but be alert in spiritual discipline and discernment. Further, if you are a faithful disciple of Christ, and as long as you continue to be, there will never be any life circumstance where you cannot say what Paul said over and over in this epistle. Rejoice in the Lord. It is the nature of spiritual joy based on active trust in God that nothing on earth destroys it. I have seen people in the hospital dying, suffering, broke, but they still can rejoice in the Lord. They don't rejoice in cancer or conflict or negative drama, but they never give up rejoicing in the Lord. As long as we serve Him and love Him and honor Him, we can rejoice in Him no matter our temporal pain. Number three, the true worshipers of God are those who abide in Christ. Verse three, we are the people of God, who worship God as he has directed, who glory in Jesus Christ, so put no confidence in the flesh. That's our study. From the opening verses of Philippians 3, I want you to stay tuned 
and return for the next video or recording, we'll go further into Philippians chapter 3. Thank you for listening. Please visit our website and stay safe physically and spiritually.